0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to not just another episode of Lords of Limited. We've got the murders at Karlov Manor crash course. My name is Ben Warney, and joining me on the line, as always, Mr. Ethan Private Eye Sacks. Ethan, are you ready to do some detective work and solve the murders at Karlov Manor? And tell the folks what the best archetypes are in our crash course.
1: Yeah, I've got the format solved already. But, Ben, because this time I'm competing in the Pro Tour. I'm going to be giving some misinformation in the Ooh, theme, will... in the theme of the format. Of course, <laughs> the flavor of the set. I will be uh, sending people down some uh, some wrong paths. So, Ethan, no more lies. Sacks after the PT. That's right. After the PT, no more lies. Before the PT, there might be some lies. No, I will be full, full transparency here on the podcast. You know, if if the pros want to cheat and listen to our show they're welcome to do so and that's as far
0: as i'm concerned i mean they probably need every edge they can get against you so i imagine they will be tuning in for limited yeah i would think so. based on based on past experiences, chats, they might be entertained
1: by that. that that yeah they're like oh this this sweet summer <laughs> child thinking that he can decide board yorian Yeah, they might be getting a kick out of that, but limited, you're going to want to tune in. So yeah, so we've got the crash course, a ton of stuff to get through today. Last week, I joked about, uh, oh, well, maybe this will be the first time our preview episode is longer than the crash course. I think that would be nearly impossible looking at the number of grading differences and different top three and top two commons and uncommons we'll be taking a look at at the end of the episode. So if you've never joined us before for preview season, we do things a little differently around here we are going to be going through big picture stuff to start we're talking about stats how creatures match up against removal looking at some archetype support some things that largely shape a limited format like life gain sweepers uh, mana sinks fixing, and then we'll get into the grading scale. And we'll get into having graded all the cards, which we won't be doing on air, but we have done separately. We've graded all the commons and uncommons individually, and that'll be in a spreadsheet where you uh, where you download the show. You'll be able to get a link to that if you want to follow along at home. And we're going to go through every card where we had a gradation difference of two or more, and then we'll get to our top commons and uncommon rankings. And I think it's also worth noting that play boosters, as this is the first set with play boosters, are tweaking things a little bit, right? I'm sure you noticed this as you were going through the full card image gallery, there are more uncommons than commons now. And that's going to be the case moving forward.
0: That is wild. I didn't notice that there were more. Oh, it's crazy. Like I noticed that there were significantly less commons. I just did not notice that there were more there are more total
1: uncommons, more total uncommons than commons. And I believe that's how things will be moving forward. And we have not yet, as someone pointed out in our YouTube comments last week, we have not yet addressed the list. And I think we will not be moving forward. <laughs> we will probably not be moving forward. So the way the list works is it's a, a small pool of cards, I think something in the 30 range, that is pulled from in some number of boosters. And I think they said it's on average three cards per per draft pod. So that is largely insignificant in my mind. So I think for this set, we'll say we're going to approach things basically the same going into it. And we will learn through the course of murders at Karlov Manor, like what we may need to switch around next Crash Course season. But for now, I think we're going to approach things largely as we've been doing them. I don't think those changes are going to greatly impact what we'll be doing here.
0: Right. And not that we won't talk about the list cards at all in future episodes. If there's a list card that's a banger build around, you better believe we'll be telling you how to draft a deck around it. Just like going into the format.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like don't want to give those cards equal weight as like the commons and uncommons because you're just going to see the commons and uncommons so, so, so much more than those list cards. Any other housekeeping stuff in terms of prepping people for this episode that we need to get into before we get into our usual housekeeping?
0: I don't think so. I am jazz to talk to you about murdering some folks at carlob manor (laughs) i am too first things first let's get
1: into a couple of our usual housekeeping let's chat about the patreon page patreon.com slash lords of limited is where folks can go to give back to the show if they so choose the show will always be free we have some great perks over at the patreon everybody who gives back via the patreon gets access to the lords of limited discord it's hopping it's popping 24 7 limited tech support you know you can ping me and Ben we're there but like I often say we're like proud papas at this point and we've let the discord graduate off to college and we definitely are there we're present but you know it's it's uh, it's got a mind of its own at this point point. it's a great mind for sure so if you're looking for that kind of a community to dive into a new set, Highly recommend the Discord. Great perks as you move up the reward tier rankings. Get access to the show a day early, ad-free, if you're interested in that. Get access to our show notes if you want to see the show in written form. For episodes like you know, 50 Takes or The Crash Course, that's really a nice valuable resource. If you don't have the time to you know go back and re-listen to the episode whatever, those written notes are, are an awesome resource. And even monthly coaching sessions with me or Ben if you go all the way up those reward tier rankings. So if any or all of that sounds of interest to you, you can check that out. And we, of course, want to welcome our new patrons the first week that they join. So this week, we're welcoming Pips, Joshua, Sharp Capper, Eastus, Audrey, Derek, Reagan, and Trevor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We really appreciate your support.
0: Yeah, I cannot say thank you enough. show is also brought to you by Cool Stuff, Inc., CoolStuffInc.com, where they've got cool stuff in stock. And right now, you better believe that is Murders at Karlov Manor pre-orders. So you need to get your booster box of play boosters on pre-order so that you can get it delivered to your house. Get in the Lords of Limited Discord if you're not already there. Organize a practice draft with your friends, a Ooh. draft Pod. And then you need to report in the Discord directly to Ethan via DMs exactly what's good in in-pod draft play so that he can crush the PT. We need to mobilize the Lords of Limited Army to do some in-person 8-Pod testing. And to do that, you're going to need those play booster boxes and no better place to get them than CoolStuffInc.com. No more putting booster boxes in the closet. you got to crack these open report the findings in the Lords of the Limited Discord so that we can get Ethan to 3060, those drafts, at the PT. And please, when you make your purchases from CoolStuffInc.com, use that checkout code LOL, all caps, to get 5% off anything in the store that you order, as well as let them know that we sent you over there. Boom. All right, let's get into the
1: stats. First, we're going to look at what number slash percentage does specific removal hit of the 97 creatures at common or uncommon. And as far as I can tell, for the first time ever... In Crash Course history, there is not a single thing that targets one toughness creatures specifically. There's no, I I did my due diligence via Scryfall and the full card image gallery, and I couldn't find a one damage two, minus one, minus one counter until end of turn. I think X ones are free
0: and clear. They're running rampant. They're going to take over the format. Yeah, so... the a new day, a new time. I mean, thopter tokens are kind of going to punish them a little bit, right?
1: Sure. I mean, if you want to trade your 1-1 flying token with my whatever 2-1 or 3-1 on the ground, go for it. Have at it. But I think, you know, a card that I'm, I'm super high on, Dog Walker, that's the Boros hybrid common flip. It's a 3-1. And if you undisguise it that can't be what we're gonna say right are we saying undisguise when you like, reveal it who reveal when you take off the mask scooby-doo and i would have gotten away with it etc but if, if you undisguise it it gets two one ones as well like those are just excellent right i thought already i was like i'm pretty high on this card but now seeing that there isn't really a lot of stuff that or any stuff that targets one toughness creature specifically I'm even higher. So 19 creatures with toughness one, that's 20% of the creatures that common and uncommon.
0: Yeah, love it. That takes us on to X2s where we've got Shock, a classic, red for an instant, deal two damage to any target. There are 26 creatures with toughness two, which brings us up to 46% of all of the creatures in total that Shock is going to hit. Yeah. It seems like a pretty darn good deal. I would imagine Shock is going to be quite strong in this format.
1: Correct. Yeah. And I didn't count, you know, I just counted creatures at their face value here and I didn't count. There's two non-creature spells with disguise. There's a land and an artifact that I didn't count here um, as like three mana two twos or whatever. That takes us on to X3s. First up, we have a banger of a removal spell, Galvanize. One and a red for an instant deal three damage to target creature. If you've drawn two or more cards this turn, it deals five damage to that creature instead. So we'll see that again in just a
0: minute. We've also got Case of the Burning Mass. This is one red red for an uncommon case. when ETBs, it deals three damage to target creature and opponent controls. And then does some other stuff. But basically, we were worried about that three damage when it ETBs. And Lightning Helix is back, of course. Thank you, Randy Bueller. Red, white for an instant.
1: At uncommon, deal three damage to any target and you gain three life. There are 23 creatures with toughness three, which brings us up to 70% of all the commons and uncommons.
0: That is excellent. All all three of those cards, I think, are going to be quite strong. I mean, Galvanize and Lightning Helix, obviously great, but Mm -hmm. pretty excited about Case of the Burning Mass as well. I know you are. Moving on to the X4s. First up, we've got Suspicious Detonation. Speaking of cards I am not excited about. It's <laughs> four and a red for a sorcery at common. Costs three less to cast if you've sacrificed an artifact this turn. So, I mean, like, going to be doable. But basically, this is a blue-red gold card that I think you're hoping to pick up kind of late. It can't be countered, and it deals four damage to target creature.
1: Wow, classic, common, clunky, big red removal spell. And we also have Soul Enervation. This is three and a black for an enchantment at uncommon. It has flash. When it enters the battlefield, target creature gets minus four, minus four until end of turn. And it also says
0: whenever one or more creature cards leave your graveyard, each opponent loses a life and you gain a life. That card looks excellent to me. I love Soul Enervation.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, 15 creatures with toughness four in the format, bringing us up to 86%.
0: And the X5s, we've got Galvanize here. This is one in red. Again, we've seen this instant deal three damage target creature. But if you've drawn two or more cards, it does that five damage mark instead. So maybe you're cracking a clue and then galvanizing something and shooting them down for five damage.
1: And those are nine creatures with toughness 5, brings us up to 94%, leaving only four creatures with greater than 5 toughness at common or uncommon. A couple of other things we wanted to check in on, one was power 4 or greater for a card called Make Your Move, just two and a white for an instant, destroy target artifact, enchantment or creature with power 4 or greater. Uh, there's 24 creatures at common or uncommon that have power 4 or greater, which is 25%, about a quarter. That's usually what we see. Honestly, all of these kinds of breakdowns are about what we expect to see.
0: Yeah, I, I think I like make your move starting in the sideboard, seeing what we've seen here personally. I agree. It takes us on to mana value three or less where we've got long goodbye. This is one in a black for an instant at uncommon spell can't be countered. And it says destroy target creature or planeswalker with mana value three or less. So great way to pick off all those disguised creatures as well as just other small critters running around. Right. And so that's 52 creatures, not including
1: other disguise, right? Because creatures with mana value greater than three that have disguise could fall in this category as well. So you're going to be able to hit probably a little over half of the creatures with long goodbye. I think initially before seeing that, I was I thought this card was a little I don't know lackluster, but I think I'm in for Long Goodbye. Oh, I think that card's quite strong. Yeah. Love Long Goodbye. So in the spreadsheet where you can see all of our card grades, um, you can also see a tab for combat tricks and a tab for removal. Wanted to throw out a couple of noteworthy things about removal. One is you may have noticed like often we have way more cards to discuss that deal with specific toughness. I mean, as I said, we had none for X1s, only one for X2s, like usually Black has something in there as well. Maybe even one at common and uncommon. There's going to be, you know, a big clunky thing in red or whatever. Like, we just didn't see a lot of things caring about specific power and toughness from the removal. And that's interesting. Another huge interesting thing for me was a lot of things happening at sorcery speed. 13 out of the 22 removal spells are sorceries, which is higher than I feel like we're used to seeing.
0: Yeah, and might make the instant speed stuff like you know, galvanize even more premium than it would normally be.
1: Correct. Yeah. White seems to be getting a bit less than usual. That's also partially because there's some hybrid stuff and multicolor stuff, right? There's more multicolor cards in this set, even though it's not really a guild set. We are back on Ravnica, so we have multicolor cards at common. We have multiple multicolor cards per color pair at uncommon, and so I think that's part of it. We have some hybrid colors where white's getting some removal spells. Both of green's removal spells are bites. That's that's a, a pretty big upgrade, I'd say. Like usually, at least one of them is a fight. The fact that these are both just reach out and uh, and hit something I think is big. And then blue doesn't get a ton either. Um, it has an enchantment removal spell at common, and uh, one of those like sort of put it on the top or bottom of their library card
0: at uncommon. Yeah, blues enchantment spell a common breaking the color pie. There's been some scuttle about that on on Twitter and in the old Discord. Well, didn't you see? I I tweeted something
1: about the arena cube, and someone told me that that you know the game is largely spiraling out of control because of power creep in design. So power creep, color pie bleed. The, the, we, the days are numbered for Magic the Gathering. It's over.
0: Uh, I mean, we called it The Trap is Dead with <laughs> yeah. play boosters, right? I mean, exactly. you heard it here about six months ago, folks. Some things that we didn't count
1: in the spreadsheet that like, didn't count towards this removal stuff, but that aforementioned power four or greater, basically anything that was narrow like that, that wasn't quite removal, counter spells is a lot of how blue interacts, didn't count those, bounce spells, etc. cetera. But I think, yeah, I think instant speed removal... I mean, I think all the removal, or I think a lot of the removal seems quite efficient to me. It's it's low on the curve, partially, I think, because of the Ward 2 on the Disguise Creatures. But I I think you're right about the... the, I'm just... My ears are perking up a little bit about instant speed removal.
0: Yeah, love it. All right, that takes us on to taking a look at new and returning mechanics and maybe how well some of those supported, which seem to be some of the best archetypes based on the support we've seen and just all sorts of stuff like that. So first up, we've got Disguise. There are 30 cards in total with Disguise spread largely evenly across the color pie. So, I mean, you would think like that Naya would maybe get a little more of that Mm. than blue and black based on the archetype descriptions, but it generally is broadly even across the color pie. And the gold commons are definitely the best of the disguise creatures, the hybrid casting cost to flip them up. Those have been, I think, by far the most impressive disguise cards looking through the spoiler. Mm -hmm. And in general, red, green, green, white, white, black. Those are the ones that are billed by Wizards of the Coast as the disguise colors. They don't really get better disguise creatures than the other color pairs, which is awkward. Like some of the best common hybrid ones are not even those colors. So the other other decks are maybe going to benefit. Um, from having some of the great hybrid disguised cards, as well as just better cards in general. So on, on the lookout for that. Green does get some really good uncommons that, that disguise. I think that is one of the things that stuck out the most to me. So we've got a couple payoffs here for disguising, one of which I know you're excited about. We've got Sumala Sentry. What's going on there?
1: It's green white for a one-three with reach. Whenever a face down permanent you control is turned face up, put a plus and plus one counter on it and a plus and plus one counter on Sumala Sentry. I mean that that is that's a huge Bonus All, you get do this once this gets a counter and another thing gets a counter right like that is a lot for you don't even have to pay it's not even like oh and you pay one or pay two It's just free it's huge. Just
0: an anth- anthem for your team
1: it's an anthem for your team thank you yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the other card we have is actually an anthem for your team
0: yeah this is green belt radical this is three and a green for a four four uncommon with the skies five GG and whenever it's turned face up put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control and creatures you control gain trample. Until end of turn. Yeah,
1: that card seems like a beating. Next up, we have Red Black
0: Suspect. So, as a reminder, if you
1: suspect a creature, it can't block and it gains Menace. You can have multiple creatures on your side of the battlefield with Suspect. Doesn't have to just be one like a Ring Bearer. There are 16 cards that have or interact with Suspect, primarily in Red Black, right? Which is where we would expect it to be. And we have a payoff here, which I am pretty jazzed about. It was hard for me to, like, wrap my head around as I was grading by myself the other day. Um, what do we got going on as the signpost uncommon?
0: This says Rune Brand Juggler, black, red for a 2-2 at uncommon. And when it ETBs, you suspect up to one target creature you control. And it has the ability three black, red, sacrifice a suspected creature. Target creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn.
1: Well, where'd you land on Rune Brand Juggler in your head?
0: Quite good, right? in yeah. the red black. I mean, a B minus B. Yeah, I think you're primarily interested in ETB suspect something. And then the fact that later in the game, when you have more mana or maybe need to get a key blocker out of the way, you can chuck one of your weaker suspected creatures at your opponent's stuff is all upside. The well, and, I have and this can you.
1: interact with itself, right? Like you could just drop this on two. this has menace or sure, can't block. But you know, if you're on the play, certainly you're thrilled to have a two minute two two menace. And then later on, you can just sack itself to give something minus five minus five. That's a lot. And it feels like it only gets better from there
0: right it's a very versatile two mana play which is a very strong card in limited these days Mm -hmm. a question i have for you about suspect is how do you think it's going to affect gameplay i saw some some chat in the lords of limited discord that maybe it was going to be a a two ships passing in the night kind of thing and that that was going to affect gameplay negatively in the format any fears for that for you
1: oh i don't know that that's really hard for me to say i'm gonna just try i trust right we trust in r&d that that things are balanced. What do you? Why would we not trust in R and D that things are balanced?
0: I lost some faith last format. I,
1: I know we all know Ben. <laughs> we all know, but we're looking at brighter ships ahead here. There's a card I wanted to throw out there that, like, I think for me, partially, like, why I wanted to talk about Runebrand Juggler, and I, I'm going to talk about another card here right now called Caught Red Handed. It's just I, I'm feel like I'm just going to need to see this stuff play out. Like, what's the one? What's the prevalence of it? Because I don't feel like it's You know, flooding the format. Like, it's largely concentrated in one color pair, so it's not going to come up a ton, I don't think. So, two ships passing in the night doesn't seem right to me, but they're just hard cards to evaluate. So, caught red handed is four and a red for an instant. The spell can't be countered, and you gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap it, it gains haste, suspect it. So, this is a five mana, you know, whatever, threaten effect, but instant speed. And so, the sick thing about instant speed threatens is you can, they attack with a couple things you steal one of them untap and block and it's a two for one not the case here right with caught red-handed because you've suspected the thing and so you can't interact with it that way but i don't necessarily like i think there have to be reasons and maybe it's just because they're dealing with instant speed and a new mechanic that they've made this look so clunky but i've been just trying to think about how this plays out like what one big question when this was previewed in the lord's limited discord was why is this an instant Right. If you can't do the ambush thing, what's the point? And there is something interesting about like specifically if you're racing with this card, right, where that you get to, you know, your opponent thinks they're they're racing, they're attacking with some stuff and leaving some stuff back. And you get to say, no, actually, one of these, I'm going to fog one of these attackers and now it can't block. Right, couldn't like that. It, was it couldn't
0: block because it was attacking. It
1: couldn't block it's attacking. I guess that's a bad example. I, as you can see, I'm still having a hard time <laughs> <laughs> wrapping my head around this card. Maybe it is just bad, but like, I think largely I, I'm just interested in how Suspect is going to play out because it it feels like there is a bit of a two-way player street of like, okay, it's an evasive attacker, but sometimes you may want to make your own thing an evasive attacker and some things you may sometimes you may want to make your opponents, whatever, maybe they have a small death toucher, or you make their, you know, the the skullcap snail variant in this format, the black 2 mana 1-1, they exile a card from their hand when ATVs, you just get to go, all right, I'm just so going to suspect that now it, it can't chump
0: block for a turn, you know? Like, I think it will be interesting how it plays out. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for suspect. I was initially, when I read that comment, like, ooh, yeah, I could see that being bad. But then after looking at the previews, like, it's really only red-black, so it's not like you're going to be doing it all the time. And I think, As a mechanic, it's really going to reward knowing who's the beatdown, which I think is is cool. I think it's got a lot of two way play. Like you said, I'm I'm excited for suspect. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on to blue green collect evidence. This is not plentiful, but I do think, you know, I was initially thinking, oh, man, collect evidence, another late game mechanic that's not quite going to get there in a format where other stuff seems pushed. But I I do kind of think they got there on this with the payoffs, maybe lacking some enablers, but. I'm getting ahead of myself. There are 11 cards that have collect evidence, which is not a ton, and they're primarily in blue-green, which we would expect given, you know, the archetype billings similar to red-black having suspect. Blue-green is collect evidence. There are two black cards also, in addition to blue and green cards, and just some payoffs to take a look at here that we hadn't seen yet. This one looks really strong. This is blue-green for a 2-2 at uncommon. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may collect evidence for, and whenever you collect evidence, investigate. Like, that's just... Yeah. An excellent Magic the Gathering card. If Collect Evidence is going to work, it needs cards like this.
1: Yeah, that card is called Evidence Examiner, by the way. Yeah, and one thing we didn't point out last week that someone in the Discord sort of illuminated for me is that the split cards juice Collect Evidence quite a bit, right? You can cast, you know, a one or a two mana split card and have the other half be five or six mana, and now you've put something in that easily enables Collect Evidence six, right, on its own.
0: Right. And we've got some other good payoffs here. There's a surveillance monitor, three and a blue for a three, three at uncommon. And when it ETBs you can collect evidence for Anytime you collect evidence, you create a one, one thopter artifact creature token with flying, which is going to be chump blockers, which is going to give you more time to spin your wheels, to collect more evidence. There's another really cool build around in chalk outline this might be a touch slow, but if you get it going, like could do some serious work. This is three and a green for an uncommon. And whenever one or more creature cards leave your graveyard, create a 2-2 white and blue detective creature token, then investigate. Like, if this... like I just wish this had given you that up front. Like, you know how we've seen some of the... Right. That, like did, yeah. Do the thing on ETB, and then also when you do this other thing, may, and maybe it was too good if it did that, so they had to nerf it to this. But I have my eye on that card. I think that could do some serious work. There's another really cool build around, potentially in Black Green at Uncommon, called Insidious Roots. It's an enchantment creature tokens you control have tapped to add one man of any color. And whenever one or more creature cards leave your graveyard, which is going to happen when you collect evidence from creatures, you make a plant token, then put a plus one plus one counter on each plant you control. So it, it almost seems like the choking point for some of these build rounds is going to be being able to collect evidence enough. Right. Yeah. But there's some really juicy stuff going on in the evidence collecting. I was I was pretty down on it initially, and I'm kind of excited to try it out now. I spent more time than I would like this week
1: trying to figure out how Insidious Roots and or Chalk Outline could be broken and pioneer. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, and? Well, any any lies to
1: report? No, I will only be reporting the truth, which is that I, I didn't come up with anything good. The pro- so Insidious Roots, the like repeatable creature card leaves your graveyard. Well, you've got Cat Oven, baby.
0: So, Ooh.
1: And like, can you do something else? But you just end up building something that is a worse version. Of black Red sacrifice, which is already not like a great deck anyway. So uh, sadly, I don't think Insidious Roots or Chalk Outline are going to get there for me for the PT, but
0: eh, we still got a few weeks. Yeah, Next and we th- talked about a lot of the enablers last week. Like there's cycling the Topiary Panther. That's the green land cycler. That Fester Leech card looks really strong. Black is an uncommon one one deals combat damage to player you mill to and then you can pump it for one in a black. So there are some ways seated in here to get things in the yard also outside of maybe just trading off disguised creatures in combat or things like that.
1: Next up, we're going to look at cases. Not a ton to chat about here. There are seven cases. None of them at common. These are all uncommon cases. Um, And these are that enchantment type where like you have to meet the requirement at your end end of turn, and then you've solved it, and then once you've solved it, you get a bonus. It's a card that I don't know how good this is going to be, but I'm excited about, called Case File Auditor as the case payoff. Don't roll your eyes at me already, Ben. Two and a white for a 1-4 human detective. When it enters the battlefield, and whenever you solve a case, look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal an enchantment card from among them and put it into your hand put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast case spells so this can just find like enchantment based removal or whatever other auras if you're interested in them um there's that like you know flash hexproof plus one plus oh and flying aura in blue that's really good but the problem that i see like i'm excited i'm like oh you build a case and cases matter deck with this the problem with like that is that the cases are more often than not like archetype specific or right, like
0: very disparate goals, They're
1: very disparate goals, right? There's some that are, are aggressive and want you to be on board some that like are, are removal. And so you know, like, they're just different things. Some some are like detectives matter, which I guess, fits in with this specifically as a human detective. But I think the the case cases deck is probably more meme than dream. But I think case file auditor because it can just find enchantments is probably just still pretty good.
0: We're recommending that Ethan's PT draft competitors draft case file auditor highly and try to build around it in an effort to sabotage them. <laughs>
1: right. That's true. That's true. We are doing that.
0: That's what, that's what we're recommending on Lords of Limited. That takes us on to investigate and artifact payoffs. There are 26 cards that investigate across all colors, which I think just is a heads up that it, it's going to be a little hard to run out of gas in this format, which I mean, has been a feature of a lot of formats lately, but I think worth noting going into the format that maybe might be a little harder to play control as a result of aggro decks also having access to investigate and clues. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple payoffs specifically for sacrificing clues, one of which is persuasive interrogators. This is four black, black for five, six ETBs. you investigate. This is an uncommon. And whenever you sacrifice a clue, target opponent gets two poison counters. That's like a finisher for a blue, black clue investigating control deck for sure.
1: It's a really interesting card, right? Like, I didn't quite know how to evaluate it, but I was like, I could definitely see a world where, like, this comes down and is just like, you have an answer for this in two turns.
0: Right. If you don't, you're dead. Because I'm just going
1: to untap, crack three clues,
0: untap, crack two clues, you're dead. Yes. Yeah. That's how the card, I think, will be playing out. And it it seems pretty strong to me. Like, I could see building around that. We saw Curious Cadaver last week. This is two blue black for a 3-1 flyer. And when you stack a clue, you return it from your graveyard to your hand. Not great. I'm not super jazzed about that. And then we've got some specific just artifact payoffs that do look quite strong. First up, we've got Case of the Filched Falcon. This is the blue saga that investigates. And then you solve Can't it by control. Can't call it a saga, baby. Oh, it's a case. This is the blue case that investigates. And to solve it, you control three or more artifacts. And when it's solved, you can sacrifice it to put four plus one plus one counters on target non-creature artifact to make it a zero zero bird creature token with flying in addition to its other types. There's going to be a pretty gross curve out with Case of the Filched Falcon into, into Gleaming Gear Drake, uh-huh. which is the, the blue red uh, signpost uncommon. so a one one flyer when ETBs you investigate. So that's going to make you solve the case yep. on turn two. And then turn three, you can crack the case to mm-hmm. make your clue a 4-4 flyer and gleaming gear drake's going to be getting huge. That start is going to be oppressive. May I have red at the Pro Tour, please? Yeah, for real. And then we've got a lot of great enablers here for artifact sacrificing, some of the artifact payoff stuff. There's clues running around everywhere. There's thopters running around everywhere. This seems like a very well-supported thing to do. Like, not just blue-red artifacts, but investigating in general is its own reward, right?
1: Mhm. Speaking of investigating, let's chat about detectives. This is
0: a deck that Ben please? is very
1: excited about. There are 34 cards that are detectives. This is they're largely concentrated in blue and white, but there are a couple in black and red and six in green and a number of multicolored cards. It looks super su- supported. We expect it to play out similar to blue white knights from
0: March of the Machine, so maybe a little Gumption happening here. Well, and just like going to be, I think it's impossible for this deck to fail. I think looking at the cards that are that are in it and private eye is just super pushed. This is one white blue for a three, three gives other detectives you control plus one plus one. And when you draw your second card each turn, target detective can't be blocked. This looks like a tempo aggro deck. From hell, like I do not want to play against this, and I want to be playing it often. And one of the cards we hadn't seen yet that looks yeah. super cool is Thinking Cap. This is one for an equipment, equip creature gets plus one, plus two, and it only costs one to equip a detective, three to equip anything else. Thinking Cap is going to be annoying to play against.
1: It has real inventor's goggles. I mean, obviously, there was auto equip with that, there was um, improvised with inventor's goggles and ether revolt, but uh. Thinking
0: cap looks really good to me. Yeah. So really high on on detectives takes us on to black, white power two or less. This is kind of moderately supported. We've seen a couple new good cards since the, the last week's episode. Wisp Drinker Vampire is two white black for an uncommon. It's a two four flyer. And whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Like, think about how good vampire spawn is, right? A two, three ETB drain one gain one or drain two gain two. Like, this is going to kind of make all your creatures into that sort of effect. I can see this being quite powerful. We've also got- such a good stat line. It'd be so easy to make this like
1: a two, three flyer. And then you'd be like, uh, and then it dies to galvanize, right? right?
0: But I don't know. Wisp drinker vampire seems really good to me. There's a smattering of other cards. I mean, black-white looks supported through its gold uncommons, but certainly not to the depth of detectives or blue-red artifacts or things like that.
1: Mm -hmm. And then lastly here is red-white battalion, moderately supported. I mean, I think red-white looks very good to me. And, like, you may be attacking with three or more creatures with red-white, but I don't think you're, like, trying to jump through hoops or do anything this is often what we've seen with red white it's not going to be it doesn't seem like it's going to be very synergy based but i think it's just going to be like the good red white cards are going to be good and you're going to play them and then sometimes they're going to enable you to be attacking with three or more creatures you know yeah it's just going to be red white aggro and again looks moderately supported through its gold cards takes us on to sweepers which can be a huge part of a format right ben can you earmuffs real quick i'm going to say yeah Unstable Glyph Bridge, for example, from the last set. All right, you're good. You're good. No more earmuffs. Uh, White Sun's Twilight from Phyrexia will be one. But, you know, if there's a lot of sweepers in a format then that also sort of shapes how you're supposed to play around or play against certain colors or color pairs. So we have about four here. And, And important to note, no mini sweepers, really. Like Sometimes we'll see like minus two, minus two to everything or whatever. Not seeing anything like that at lower rarity. First up, we have no witnesses, two white, white for sorcery. Each player who controls the most creatures investigates, then destroy all creatures.
0: Did you see the discussion about what the most means on Twitter?
1: I I saw it existed. I couldn't bring myself to read over the minutia. Do you have a TLDR for me? I do not.
0: (laughs) Next up, we've got Deadly Cover-Up. This is three black black for a rare. It's a sorcery. As an additional cost to cast it, you can collect evidence six. Destroy all creatures if evidence was collected. Exile a card from an opponent's graveyard, then search its owner's graveyard, hand, and library for any number of cards with that name and exile them. That player shuffles, then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way so just basically a good old five mana wrath unlimited limited seems good then we have incinerator of the guilty Woo,
1: thank god this is a mythic four red red for a six six with flying and trample. when incinerator of the guilty deals combat damage to a player you may collect evidence x when you do incinerator of the guilty deals x damage to each creature and each planeswalker that
0: player controls oh my lord yeah that is intense yeah some incinerating for sure Lastly, we've got ill-timed explosion. This is two blue-red for a sorcery at rare. Draw two cards, then you may discard two cards. When you do, ill-timed explosion deals X damage to each creature, where X is the greatest mana value among cards discarded this way. So kind of a a variable damage wrath there.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Takes us on to fixing quite a few ways to fix in green specifically like we don't have any treasures being made in red or blue or whatever right so green's going to be doing the fixing and then we've got a couple colorless options and a few land options i think the ones to note the the best of the bunch for green is nervous gardener i think this is a top if not the top green common one in a green two with disguise when it's turned face up you search your library for a land card with a basic land type reveal it put it into your hand then shuffle colorless options i'm not crazy about them what are your thoughts on case of the shattered pact so it's a <laughs> what what ben i am in. Yes. in on case of the shattered pact this was another one that took me a while so it's a two mana case when it enters the battlefield search your library for a basic land card reveal it put it into your hand then shuffle to solve there are five colors among permanents you control And then if it's solved, at the beginning of combat on your turn, target creature you control gains flying, double strike, and vigilance until end of turn.
0: This card Uh, is incredible. It is, right?
1: But it's incredible because of the hybrid commons.
0: Yeah, it's going to be super easy to solve this and not even necessarily be playing some like extravagantly monstrous five color brew. Like this just is a great card i think yeah
1: i think so too i think we'll be better in like in some base colors or color pairs than others because like for example i think like two of green's hybrid commons are duds in my mind like the the crocodile and then the black green one like i don't like either of those very much but some colors like red and uh white i think get like mostly all bangers Yeah, very excited about about
0: the fixing that exists.
1: Yeah. And then we talked about the lands last week, but there's the escape tunnel, which is the sort of pushed evolving wilds variant. There's public thoroughfare, which has some like artifact synergy because it can tap for a man of any color, but you have to tap either another land or uh, an artifact when it comes into play. Um, So you have to jump through some hoops for that. But I do think, you know, multicolor stuff will be possible if you want it.
0: That takes us on to incidental life gain, which is mostly in black and white and mostly one-time life gain things. And there's, there's a few ways to, to gain repeatable life. Do you feel like life gain is going to be a big part of the format, like going to maybe push aggro out or anything like that? I definitely don't think it's going
1: to push aggro out. It seems like a little bit of a a goldilocks situation here of like a baby bear just right like I th- it feels like it's present you've got like a handful of instances of like gain two gain three little spurts nothing that seems overwhelmingly pushed and it also doesn't seem like it's you know it's a barren wasteland of no life gain
0: yeah all right that takes us on to mana sinks which are some repeatable or incidental places to put extra mana A lot of the mechanics lend themselves towards this, right? Clues, great place to dump extra mana. Disguise, you know, flipping your things face up after putting them down, you know, as a 2-2 ward 2. Those two alone, I'm just sort of unclear of how you ever run out of things to do with your
1: mana. Like, I'm going into this format thinking it's an 18 lander
0: for me. Okay, I think that's certainly a reasonable place to start. Yeah, I think it depends a little bit on what what type of deck you're drafting, maybe. Yeah. Like the thing that seems different to me about this format compared to cons, like that's the obvious comparison, right? With Morph and Cons of Tarkir. I don't necessarily think the disguise cards are the best cards, the way the morphs were in sure. Cons. So and disguise it doesn't seem like the format's gonna prevalent.
1: start on turn three, right? Right. Like, yeah.
0: Like I think the format is certainly starting on turn two. And a lot of the disguise cards, certainly those multicolor um, hybrid cards at common are best if you play them as gold cards face up generally. That's not not always true, but I don't know how much disguising you're going to be doing outside of like the green decks that are really trying to disguise and flip them up per, you know, archetype billing.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me. Beyond those two headliner mechanics, we've got equipment, which I do think are mostly bad. Like there's the cycle of clue weapons. I think we'll talk about one or more of those when we get to the card grades, uh, we talked about Thinking Cap. There's Crovad Haunch. That's the food equipment that gives plus two plus O. You can sack and then pay, or when it goes to the graveyard, you can pay one and a white to make two one ones, and then the usual smattering of I think we have three creature pump, right, repeatable creature pump on some you know fine to good cards. And a lot of the other ones, like there's a bad tapper. There's a bad Punisher variant. There's a bad How creature that animates. It's a bad Punisher variant, Ben. I'm sorry. <laughs> gonna, I'm putting on the boxing gloves early. <laughs> I don't just don't think you're going to have to work that hard. If you want, if you're like, I want to make sure I don't run out of gas. Well, clues in disguise are going to make sure you never run out of gas.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the boxing gloves coming off, it's time. We are getting to our card gradation differences and getting ready to Get in fights that will nearly end the podcast, For which sure. means we got to go over the grading scale first. This is the limited resources grading scale. The gold standard A through F. Your A's are your bombs, your game winners, good in many situations, especially when you're behind. Some of the best cards in the set, bomb rares and hyper efficient spells. Cards like Horde Dracosaur, Polani's Hatcher, Unstable Glyph Bridge and Breaches Eager Pillager. Wow, how restrained of you to only put four cards on this list. Your
1: Bs are strong cards that pull you into a color slash make you want to play that color. Reasons to be in a particular color or combination of colors. Cards like Lodestone Needle, Thrashing Brontodon, Ruin Lurker Bat, and Waterwind Scout.
0: Your Cs are your solid playables, the meat and potatoes of a limited deck, role player creatures, and normal removal spells. Cards like Cogwork Wrestler, Pathfinding Axe Draw, and Tinker's Tote. Your Ds are sometimes playable,
1: below average 22nd, 23rd type cards, cards like Oltec Archaeologists, Malamet Brawler, Shipwreck Sentry, and Thousand Moons Infantry.
0: Your Fs are unplayables or cards you should never put in your deck, things like weird rares, stuff like Fabrication Foundry, the Enigma Jewel, Hit the Motherload, and Tectonic Hazard.
1: Then we've got some sort of augmentation grades here. Uh, one is sideboard cards, cards that don't make the main deck, but when you board them in can be quite good. Uh, examples from the last set are Over the Edge and Malicious Eclipse.
0: Build around cards, which are cards that don't do much on their own, but when you build around them can be good to great. Stuff like Bringer of the Last Gift. Of the Grim Captain or boilo Ancestral Echo.
1: Man, Throne of the Grim Captain. What a build around. And bringer. Two two absolute bangers. We've got synergy cards, which is you know, it's a, a slight difference from build arounds, right? They're cards that aren't good enough to build around themselves, but they provide good synergy if they're in the right deck. Cards like Deconstruction Hammer, Market Gnome, Sahili's Lattice, or Waterlogged Hulk.
0: And lastly, we've got Diminishing Returns cards, which are cards where the second copy is significantly worse than the first. So maybe bounce spells like Brackish Blunder, some Graveyard Reanimating like Helping Hand, or some Clunky Removal like Ray of Ruin.
1: All right. Anything you want to say? How many Let Me Ask You This do you have in the tank for me going into this?
0: I don't know. That's always spur of the moment. I don't I don't have them locked and loaded. They come to me through a flash of inspiration. All right. I well, do feel confident about my, my grades. Okay, say that
1: all right that's gonna bring us to white Commons first up. we've got museum night watch three and a white for a three two centaur soldier when it dies, create a two two white and blue detective creature token and it has disguise for one and a white. I gave this a c plus you gave this a d plus Come
0: on it seems terrible to me clunk, central no way, this is a death trigger. this is yeah. When when are you ever excited to put this in your deck in the four mana value slot?
1: i I'm not I don't need to put it in the four mana value slot. I can slide it over to the three mana value slot where it belongs as a disguised creature. This belongs in the sideboard. <laughs> this card is trash. I think this is being generous with a d plus c plus is probably too high. I would this will be in the top half of White's
0: Commons for sure. I would be hoping I think to never cast a museum so, nightwash in this format the
1: the play pattern of play this on three uh, the so dis, we'll talk about in another disguise too that I'm quite excited about when we get to black, which I also created wildly high, higher than you but the the play pattern of this on three flip it up and have a and play a two drop or play something for two mana on four I think is really good like. The installment plan of this makes it like slightly less than four mana in my mind. And yeah, three, two, that dies. Like most of the time, what happens to Creatures Unlimited?
0: They They die, die, but like your opponent has so much control over this unless you don't, unless you disguise it, in which case you jump through a bunch of hoops to make. A 2-2 for two mana. The the lowest I will go on this card is a C. Like, the the D plus... This is above replacement for sure. I disagree. All right. Moving to on the job. This is two white-white for an instant. Creatures you control get plus two, plus one until end of turn. And you investigate. You gave us a synergy C plus. I gave us a D. Talk me up on this card. It's going to be an easy conversation.
1: Right. I mean, this is just like go wide decks are going to want this like you're just going to want one copy of this certainly in your red white decks and i think other white aggressive decks as well and then investigate tacked onto this is just gravy though you're often hoping that when you cast a card like this you're ending the game so investigate i think is more like icing on the cake than not here
0: yeah i think i had missed that this was instant speed also like this effect gets way better when it's instant instead of sorcery i'm coming up to synergy c plus with you Mm mm-hmm that takes us on to Karlov Watchdog, which is three and a white for an uncommon. It's a three two doggo. It's got vigilance permanence. Your opponent's control can't be turned face up during your turn. Whenever you attack with three or more creatures, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. You get us a synergy B minus. I get us a D plus
1: synergy B minus is too high. I'm never picking this and letting this pull me into a white aggro deck. But like the fact that this doesn't have to attack on its own. For to get to the trigger, right? You can play this and get the trigger from this for your creatures, the turn it comes in, plus have it as a blocker. I think that's good. I think probably Synergy C plus is more like it. I don't think this is a pull into the deck, but I definitely think you'll play it.
0: Okay, I've got my first, let me ask you this. Here so you're, you're you're lobbying for maybe not attack It's a benefit that you don't have to attack with this to get the thing. Would you play an enchantment with this text on it? And or would that be a better card than Karlov Watchdog? No, that would be...
1: Thank you for the easy let me ask you this. No, that would be a worse card than Karlov Watchdog. I'm just saying the fact that you don't have to wait a turn for this is nice. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, but like this is... Anytime this attacks, it's trading. This is essentially a one-time use for a four-mana card that is almost guaranteed to trade off in combat. I guess unless you have tricks... I don't know. This card again looks quite clunky to me. D plus is probably harsh. I'll come up to like. C I guess maybe. like how
1: different is the? I guess a real. Let me ask you this: Is how different is this than? It's a lot different than like four mana, three two ETB. Your creatures get plus one plus one until end of turn.
0: It's worse than that, I think. Well, it can be,
1: but it also can be better than this yeah but but more often than not is it going to be worse probably
0: the watchdog seems not good to me all right i'll go down to like synergy c that takes us on to blue where we have no common differences we're moving straight to the uncommon commons up- don't look great to me Blue's commons never look good and then they're always broken <laughs> That's, That's always fair. how blue goes. That's fair. Okay. I, I feel quite fine about blue's commons. So <laughs> moving on to blue's uncommons, we've got case of the filched falcon. This is the case that is the artifact build around that we talked about earlier. You investigate, then to solve it, you control three or more artifacts and then you turn something into a four, four flyer. After you've solved the case, you gave us a C plus. I gave us a build around B. I think this card is going to be oppressive in blue, red artifacts. And I think you are going to want to pick it highly and build around it in that archetype.
1: Uh, I'm in for that. I'll tell you what I missed. uh, I mean, not before recording today, but definitely missed my first read through was that it gave the thing flying. I just sort of assumed it was the four counters on an artifact thing. I was like, yeah, that's all right. But giving it flying too is amazing. Yeah. I'm in for build round B. I cannot believe we have to talk about, (laughs) This it's the annual. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the curiosity variant. Curious inquiry is single blue for an aura at uncommon. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and has whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, investigate. So just to be clear, in Wilds of eldraine oh I, I'll, I'll throw out the grades. I gave this a D. You gave it a C, which is actually tempered for you in Wilds of eldraine where curiosity was in the uh, the enchanted tail slot, and we argued about that. That was only good when you put it on, what was it, the 05 pinger? The, the
0: catapult, yeah.
1: The catapult. This solves all of your problems because there isn't a pinger and it says combat damage. And you don't even get the card immediately. You have to pay two. You have to an- pay
0: two. But imagine putting this on a disguised creature when you're on the play. It's got war two. You're going to get not, in. Like, I, I think we we got to be
1: careful First of all, we have to be careful about telling anyone other than other Pro Tour competitors to put curious inquiry in their deck. <laughs> but we also have to be careful about equating ward two as hexproof. Which I think were dangerous. Like, I think a lot of times as I'm like gearing up for arguments, I think you can you can make you can just be like, well, ward two. How could you ever possibly kill something with ward two? It's like, well, you actually there's there's quite a few tools in the format to get around the ward.
0: There's some cheap flyers. I, I mean, I just like this effect more than you. You have talked me down on it. I will probably you're play never Curious playing. Inquiry like twice. all will form it. No,
1: you're going to play it once. Like the first time it connects, you're going to be like, taste it, Ethan. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I'm going to say on stream.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I stick with my D here. Uh Next up, we have Surveillance Monitor. We talked about this already. Three and a blue for a 3-3. Three, three. The Dalkin Detective. When it enters the battlefield, you may collect evidence for. Whenever you collect evidence, create a 1-1 colorless lopter artifact creature token with flying. I gave this a build around B minus. Give this a build around C minus.
0: Yeah, I'm too low on this card. I graded this before I had done the research on all the collect evidence cards. I'm Mm -hmm. a little more optimistic on this card at this point. I don't know if I'm like B minus yeah. optimistic. I think it's more like C plus, and maybe it's a synergy C plus rather than like you're going after building around it because of a surveillance monitor. But I think once you are in for collecting evidence, I think you're probably in for doing some surveilling.
1: The truth is going to be how often you get this up front, right? If this is a four mana 3 3 plus a 1 1 flyer that has the potential to create more 1 1 flyers, it's amazing. That's right. probably not happening on curve very often. It could. It I mean, could, though. So certainly. that's the thing. Like, So I think it could, this could be a build around B. Yeah, that's fair. There's actually if... the support in the build around life of this to have this enabled by turn four.
0: Yeah, I'm actually in for build around B minus, I think. Great. Cautiously you, optimistic about are that. Are you
1: part. in for my next rate of build around
0: OMG? I love. <laughs> that brought a smile to my face. <laughs> I saw this card, and my jaw dropped, and I was like rubbing my hands together. This is Living Conundrum. Four and a blue for an uncommon elemental. It's a 2-5 with hexproof. Not war two. Actual factual hexproof. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, skip that draw instead. As long as there are no cards in your library, Living Conundrum has base power and toughness 10-10 and flying and vigilance. This looks sweet. So, I'm
1: really jazzed about this card. Except for two
0: two words or three
1: words i guess extract a confession the common edict which by the time you have no cards in your library and can turn this into a 1010 your opponent can easily collect evidence 6 and make you sacrifice your 1010 flyer That's very sad. So a little deflated. (laughs) I know. So the fact that that exists makes me a lot because I was thinking like, oh, what a cool twist on the like, if you draw no cards, you win the game. It's not quite that, but it's a really cool payoff for limited. I'm also not convinced that like decking is a thing very often in this format. Like there doesn't seem to be turbo like the mill stuff seems actually desired by a lot of drafters because of collect evidence and because there's not a ton of it so i don't know one how easy it's going to be to enable this but the fact that you get a two five hex proof to for your troubles along the way as you're trying to you know not and as you're trying to get the game to go on as long as possible is something uh, i'm gonna stick with build around b because this is my kind of card but I, I gotta say, I, I think I hope I don't see this in, in the PT draft, because <laughs> I'm worried it,
0: it'll just derail me, you know? Nah, you gotta go for it. Put your money where your mouth is. I like Build Around B as well. A little, little less excited now that you brought up the Black Edict, but card's cool.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Got got the juices flowing. Next up, we've got Black Commons. First thing here is Slice from the Shadows. This is black for an X spell. It's got an instant, can't be countered, and target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn. You yeah, give get us a C plus, you give us a C minus. This is just a good, clean removal spell. Scales with the game. It's like never going to be excellent, but it's never going to be bad either. That's fair. Would you, do you feel like this has diminishing returns? Or you just think this is good. I just like this as a removal spell, and it also can like I you know, joke you can- on mana, kill things via combat trick esque stuff. Like I think it just has a lot of modality going for it. Right.
1: The nice thing is you're even trading on mana with disguise creatures, right? Because this gets around the ward ability. Mm-hmm. C is probably too low. Yeah, I'll come up. Next up, we've got. An oldie but a goodie. Murder is back. One black, black for an instant. Destroy target creature. I gave this a B. You gave this a C plus. I I'm, I won't make you give your hot take here. We can wait till we get to your top commons. But I think murder is just good. I th- I think you're leveling yourself a little bit by giving this a C plus. It's
0: 2024, Ethan. Your bo- know- your boomer showing.
1: <laughs> My boomer showing. No, I have to cover up. The boomer is showing. <laughs> No, my boomer isn't showing. Murder is good. You're out of your mind. Black, black. It's very hard to cast. I, I, he, here's I don't know. Uh, Here's what I'm, I'm going to throw down to you. Or maybe I'll wait till we get to the other card. I, I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh, I gotta let me ask you this locked and loaded.
0: Okay, but I, here's what I will say. I think murder will be good in exactly blue black control. I think that's going to be murder's home. Okay. Next, we've got Agency Coroner. This is four in a black for a common three six. It's got the ability two in a black sacrifice another creature to draw a card. If the sacrificed creature was suspected, draw two cards instead. You yeah. gave us a synergy C plus. I gave us a D.
1: It's Bushmeat Poacher. How can you not like it? It's Bushmeat Poacher We're, for one more mana plus for two, two, more, two mana more mana to activate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like
0: this, this card just it blocks basically everything. Okay, so what archetype are you excited about this in? You're not excited about it in black-white. You're not excited about it in red-black, which is presumably where it goes because it cares about sacrificing suspected creatures. Why am I not excited about this in red-black? Red Black is suspect aggro. You're gonna want to. That's like, you. Th- are you drinking
1: the Watsy Kool Aid, Ben? I am. You're letting them tell you what the archetypes are doing. <laughs> Such Wait, a lemming. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Red Black is a control deck. Uh, you're probably right. Synergy C plus is aggressive. I just. I'm. I don't know. My my curiosity is peak. I'll go Synergy C
0: minus. Well, that card looks totally homeless to me.
1: Next up, we have Basilica Stalker. It's five and a black for a three-four vampire detective with flying. When it deals combat damage to a player, you gain a life and surveil one and it is disguised for four and a black. I gave this a C plus. You gave this a C minus. I
0: like this card. It just costs six. Like I can see like your opponent flips this up and you're like, well, crap, like this is a problem. But like,
1: I feel like you're not. I, I'm I'm worried that you haven't quite calibrated to evaluating these cards as like Mr. Cons of Tarkir over here. It's a morph. Yeah, a morph that is not particularly
0: exciting.
1: Right, so C plus is probably aggressive, but like, I don't know, repeatable life gain and evasion is quite good. And I think four toughness is going to kind of matter, like dodging, galvanize, et cetera. Or I guess dodging galvanize some of the time, I should say. So the
0: question I've got for you again is like, where do you want this? Like black, white, presumably not? Thrilled about it? Why not? Black, oh, because it doesn't have two power. It doesn't have two power, or but it does less. when I like, can. When I disguise it, it does when you disguise it. I guess blue black. This is not great at stabilizing you. Black red doesn't seem quite aggressive enough there. Black green like it's not really doing anything there. I don't, I, don't, I don't. This is fine. Like I guess I I haven't taken that extra step
1: be, partially because I feel like how can we take that extra step of like what deck is this going in and like. I don't see the archetypes as being so linear. Like we sort of ran into this looking at the signposts last week. Like some of them certainly will be. Like Blue white Detectives is that's it's doing the detective thing. I'm not sure I see the archetypes as being so like pigeonholed. Of you have to do the thing the signpost is telling you to do. Like yeah, good I guess what doesn't it, have to be control.
0: It's got a lot of good tools to do control, but certainly yeah, certainly some flexibility there. I guess the thing, the thing that I'm the reason I'm grading this lower is I do see some very linear archetypes, right? Like blue, red looks very linear. Blue, white looks very linear. Like this does not do anything to help stop those archetypes. And it's expensive. Like it's hard for me to think I'm going to want a Basilica Stalker at five or six mana. Like, will I play it? Probably, but probably right, but unhappily that's, that's too. A C- like minus
1: is what you're talking
0: about. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I, I like I see that this is a reasonable magic the gathering card, which is all of the things you're seeing about it, but I it's hard for me to imagine wanting it for a deck or needing it for a deck. And to me, that's below a C.
1: Yeah. All right. And you, you've talked me off the C plus ledge. I'm I'm coming down.
0: <laughs> you're gonna have to never. Uh, you're never you're talking, talking me off, off of this edge here as well. No, no, no. So next we've got Night Drinker Morai. We're into the Black Uncommons. This is three and a black for a 4-2 flyer. When it ETBs, you lose three life. It's got Disguise Black Black. You gave this a B. Yeah. I gave this a D. This
1: is our biggest difference, right? I
0: hate this card.
1: <laughs> this card is incredible. Play this disguised on three. Unmorph on four. Plus have something to do with your two mana. Attacking with a 4 four power flyer on turn four like I, I cannot like that's not a d i refuse to accept that like that is a very good card
0: i that's this a card, really good card ben. This card dies to a sneeze an absolute sneeze right. after like after disguising it and then flipping it up I don't know, man. Like, so you're basically never playing this for four mana face up, or or things are going, or things are going well. Yeah, I guess. Sure, you don't mind losing three life if you're ahead to play no. a a four mana four two flyer. But like, I'm just worried about this for the stat line. Like, the t- imagine if your opponent shocks this. Like, you're so behind I mean, on tempo. You know, you have the ability. You don't have to flip this up into their
1: open mana if you're so scared of removal you know you're, you're out of your mind if you think this is a d i think i think you're crazy like maybe it's not a b but you're you're just like the ceiling on this card begs a higher grade than a d that's
0: fair i'm probably looking at all of the negatives you never, never. and <laughs> maybe maybe it's a c maybe it's so hard for me to imagine like This pulling me into black and like, I'm, I'm certainly willing to be wrong. I think I will know the moment this gets flipped up against me on turn four, as you're describing. And I'm like, well, crap, that's probably when I'll, how could you write a wrong? How could you
1: ever see that happen? Like you're, you know, you're not going to have shock every time
0: when that happens against you. uh, Any removal spell, right? Like the fact that you've gone, sure, you've skipped turn three and then hampered your turn four and you're, like this feels like all your eggs in one basket to me. Nah, and wait. like any, now, any, now interaction we're talking about playing
1: disguised creatures as skipping turn three. This is <laughs> this is like I, this is heresy. This is lies and slander and heresy. I just can't, I can't deal with this. I'm sorry, I, I feel okay. That's fine. No budging, no, no, no budging. It's happening. getting tense, and we're only in black. Yep. Yep. No, no. <laughs> It's not going to get better with this next terrible card, Slimy Dual Leech. Three and a black for a 2 4 <laughs> Leech. At the beginning of combat on your turn, target creature you control with power two or less gets plus one plus o and gains death touch until end of turn. I gave this a D plus, you gave this a synergy B minus. Who cares about this card?
0: I do. It seems <laughs> seems much better than Night Drinker Moroid to me. <laughs> I like that this comes down and immediately does the thing like is going to make a, a two power or less thing difficult to block. I think you're going to be excited to cast and play. How place. is it Blimey difficult to leech? block?
1: You make your disguise thing
0: a three, a three two, three, two death touch and death I block touch.
1: it with my thing that already could trade with it. This does not make something difficult to block
0: there, are, but there are some good evasive flyers also that this and is so going to be one pump. extra damage. Um, attached some, of to your, li- some of them some of them have lifelink
1: four mana two four <laughs> this card is abysmal <laughs> I, I wouldn't need to use such strong language but i'm all fired up <laughs> from the last card <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. Now let us know in the YouTube comments, folks. Who's right and who's wrong? We should, we need a, you know what we need? We need a Twitter poll. Twitter which poll. Which is better, Night Drinker Moray or Slimy Dual Leech. Yeah. Okay. I will, I'll, I'll take to the streets after <laughs> we finish recording.
1: Last up, we have Polygraph Orb, four and a black for an artifact. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library, put two of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. You lose two life. Two tap. Collect evidence three. Each opponent loses three life unless they discard a card or sacrifice a creature. I gave this a D, you gave this a build around C. Yeah, this card's bad. Yeah, this card card's just, really bad.
0: It's bad, but I, I love it anyway. I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be trying to cast some polygraph orbs and probably lowering my win rate yeah. as a result. This card is not good, but I love this style of card, so I'm gonna be trying to make it work. Okay. So
1: for folks, who are competing at the Pro Tour in Chicago in a month, take Polygraph Orb to see what happens. <laughs> Moving on to red. What do we have in the commons?
0: We've got the chase is on. This is two in a red for an instant. Target creature gets plus three plus zero and gains first strike until end of turn. Investigate. You gave us a D. I gave this a C. I like this card, I think, because it, it basically says it's a little expensive. Yeah. But it basically says you win the combat. For sure, like barring your opponent having, you know, instant speed interaction or whatever. And then you're going to get a two for one out of the investigate. Like, I think all that added up, like the fact that it's if you set up the situation, it has. What, what was the trick that turned a thing into a four four draw card? Like, it's not as good as that because you're investigating instead of straight up drawing a card. But it is reminiscent okay. of that to me as a trick, like where you're going to be able to get a two for one a fair amount of the time out of it if you want.
1: That comp is interesting to me. I had been thinking that this was just too expensive as a combat trick. Like it felt like it's like Sure Strike, but because they wanted to attack on Investigate, they made it a mana more. It's like, that's not good. But the the comp to like whatever, Majestic Metamorphosis and the like is, that's interesting.
0: Like, and I don't know that every aggressive deck is going to want it. But I think like if you put it in the right style of deck, it's going to feel kind of deflating when you when you land it. Yeah, your thing trades up kills a good thing and you get a clue token. That's a pretty good deal.
1: Yeah, I buy that. I could. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's going to keep the attacks flowing for red white is what I think. Like, I think you're just going to be able to play all your red white derps and then attack with impunity because you have they're going to be tapped out because you're being aggressive. Right. It's it's really going to let things trade up and keep the gas flowing.
1: Okay, I, I keep my eye on it. You're, you're, you're kind of selling me. All
0: right, next we've got Knife. This can be a short conversation. This is red for an artifact clue equipment. Uncommon, as long as it's your turn. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one has first strike. Equips for two, and you can sac it to draw a card, as you can do with all the clue equipment. You give us a D+, I give us a Synergy C. I think we're, we're saying essentially the same thing there. I just like this because it's in the artifact colors a little bit better. I think, yeah. I think the clue equipment in the in blue and red is a little bit better than the rest of the clue The equipment. knife and the, the candlestick. Yeah, I think I'm just
1: feeling like you don't have to stoop to this level of card in those decks. That's fair. Yeah, I, I don't love it. All right, here we go. Case of the Burning Masks. One red red for a case. When it enters the battlefield, deals three damage to target creature and opponent controls. To solve, three or more sources you controlled dealt damage this turn. And solved, sack this case. Exile the top three cards of your library. Choose one of them. You may play that card this turn. I gave this a C. You gave this a B. Here We talked about this last week, and so I don't know how much we need to get into it, but the fact that you have given... This a B and mur- you've knocked murder for being black black at instant speed and kills anything. But this, you're like, oh, I'm in for deal three at sorcery speed because <laughs> if I jump through some not large hoops but some hoops, I get an extra card.
0: I mean, hoops get me going. I love trying to jump through hoops. Yeah, Bring that, in a that, deal there's three. a little bit of co- there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance okay. there. I'll give you that. Okay okay i'll i'll come down to what c plus yeah
1: i just this is a tough B's too high it's a tough sell for me like i i don't think you're cutting this from red decks but i definitely don't think this is a high pick and i think there's there's a handful of commons you're taking over it which i think puts it in c range for me okay i'll I'll buy that takes us on to green first up the age-old argument about a mana dork tunnel tipster one under green for a one one mole scout Taps out a green mana, and at the beginning of your end step, if a face-down creature entered the battlefield under your control this turn, put a plus-plus-one counter on Tunnel Tipster. I gave this a D plus. you
0: gave this a C. I mean, I don't feel super confident in my C It feels hard for it to be worse than that. Like, the curve of this into a disguised creature, turning it into a 2-2 into maybe another disguise creature plus flipping up a disguise thing for two mana. Like on that next turn, you like on turn four, you'll have five mana because of your tunnel tipster. Then it's a three, three. I don't know. Like I could see some decks that really care about having this card that want to ramp towards their bigger disguise things. I think green big disguise decks are going to be interested in tunnel tipster and it's going to be a key part of the deck there.
1: Yeah, Maybe this is like a synergy. See, I could see this in exactly like green based oops all disguise decks maybe i can get in into it there because like i was thinking how often is this really like the the, i was knocking at one because it awkwardly doesn't curve into disguise right like you play this on two and then you play a disguise on three and you're leaving a mana on fire then it
0: attacks as a two-two with a lot of upside
1: right not on that turn though
0: oh to the beginning of your end yeah i missed
1: that part so but if you do like get a couple tunnel tipsers in play and you're going like disguise and disguise. And all of a sudden you're two mana dorks or three threes when the dust is settled. That's definitely something. So I, I don't know. I, the, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I'm not I don't love this card.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I, I missed it at the end of your turn. I am a little lower on it after realizing that.
1: All right, that's going to take us on to the uncommons. What do we got going on
0: there? We've got hard hitting questions, a single green for a sorcery and uncommon. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature or planeswalker you don't control. I give us a B. You give us a C plus. This card is incredible. Plus one mana and it's a punch spell, not a fight spell. Yeah, this is tempo beating.
1: Yep, I'm coming up to B as well. This card's great. Next at the top of the curve, we've got Glint Weaver from one mana to seven mana. Five GG for a three three spider with reach. When it enters the battlefield, distribute three plus one plus one counters among one, two or three target creatures you control. Or sorry, just three target creatures. You can boost your opponents if you want. Then you gain life <laughs> equal to the greatest toughness among creatures you control. I gave this a C minus. You gave
0: this a B? I gave this a B. This is the type of card green's been missing. Just like Honey Mammoth, Reach, Gain Some Life, Stabilize You Against the Aggressive Decks. Clone Weaver looks very good to me. I, I think green loves a card like this to try to stabilize in the late game. I think Collect Evidence Decks are going to love this. Imagine you already have like this costs seven, right? So imagine you've curved into some big dumb morph like the six seven. You put three plus one plus one counters on it. It's got ten toughness. You gain ten life. Like, and then you have this like like you're stable Mabel. You were already stable
1: point. Mabel with a six seven reach. Like, what are right. you talking about?
0: I don't know. Buffer's the life total. I, you know, I love a warm safe feeling, and Glint Weaver is going to provide that for sure.
1: I know, but seven is so much more than six. Like if this there's, was if there's, this there's was tunnel tipsters in your deck baby oh do bad tastes that taste bad together <laughs> i'm probably too low like this is probably closer to honey mammoth or whatever lindworm than yeah, i am maybe this admitting. is a
0: but this makes me want to draft a green late game deck really like if you're getting this fifth pick and like you're not seeing much else in the packs like you're taking this and you're moving into green oh boy
1: okay uh, I'll I'll come up to. It's just there are so many cards in a world of it's twenty twenty four. Your boomer is showing in a world of like so many cheap threats, plus the flexibility of disguise. It's just so hard for me to imagine taking that, like finding a pack where I want to take this.
0: I I like the look of this card. I mean like I, I don't think that it is necessarily gonna be a tier one archetype, but you're not always gonna be able to draft the tier one archetypes and the green decks are going to want an effect like this very much, I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm I mean, gonna keep my eye on it. I think C minus is too low, but I I don't know. I'm like, I can go up to C? It's so hard for me to give this a C plus.
0: You can do it. I believe in <laughs> it. You're gonna be pivoting in the green for this at the PT, I'm calling it now. Oh no. Tara, I have to pivot into green at the PT. <laughs> Uh, all right let's take a look at the
1: multicolor cards which like i said we have quite a few of um there's ten at common only one to discuss rift burst Hellion, the aforementioned six seven five red green for a six seven with reach and as disguise for four hybrid gruel hybrid gruel i gave this a c plus you gave this a c minus the 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 woolly Loxodon defender has done a 180 here i mean i don't i don't love this card i'm gonna be honest i was trying to like i I would have graded it a little lower. I was trying to think of C plus as like the comp to woolly locks on of like, is keyword large just going to be good enough?
0: Yeah. So I think the reason I'm knocking this card is what I'm anticipating from the format, you know, with disguise. So like in cons, morphing was the thing to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Everybody was morphing left and right. So you didn't get punished for morphing right now going into it. I'm kind of feeling like disguising is going to not be great for you on turn three. That's kind of where my head is at. Maybe that's wrong. And if my head's wrong about that. But why is
1: that? Because nothing like punishes you for doing it. Like you're you're trading even on mana, but there aren't like you're not getting woefully outclassed. Like the format seems to have been calibrated so that three mana two two
0: isn't like outclassed on curve. I just think like with how I guess this is where we're viewing things differently. I I see detectives and blue red artifacts and the Mm. like as just like if you're if you're playing those archetypes and your opponent is going like disguise turn three, disguise turn four, like I just think you are going to mow them over mm-hmm. and there weren't decks like that in cons. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm like, I'm a little worried about disguising as a plan. OK, that that's where my head is at with this grade. I think that's what it's reflective of.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely could could come down on it to a C or even a C minus. I'm not super high on the card for sure.
0: That takes us on to the uncommons, where we've got a detective's satchel. This is two blue-red for an uncommon. When an ETBs, you investigate twice. And you can tap to make a 1-1 colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying. Activate only if you've sacrificed an artifact this turn. You give this a C. I give this a build around B. I like this card. This card's a great build around. You It costs no mana to do the thing. Like yes, no, you're no, going to be no, a little... It,
1: it, it actually costs you your entire turn four. Right, you're just gonna say
0: thing on turn four. Yes, 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 I agree. It costs you your turn four. Like you're a little naked for a turn and you take a hit, but then after that, you're pumping out a Thopter every turn. It's like a four mana planeswalker that is delayed by a turn.
1: The cognitive the- dissonance in this episode is <laughs> wild to me. I just don't know if you're gonna have time to play three mana for a two, two, but four mana for zero, zero, and then two mana for a one, one now sign me up like buddy how how are these two wolves inside of you listen i'm a complicated man (laughs) yeah this is just i it's so hard for me and maybe i i'm getting tricked by the mana cost and maybe this you should think of this as it costs six right so that you can at least do something the turn it comes into play but like and maybe i'm also getting caught up in well, find ways to sacrifice clues that don't cost mana.
0: Okay? Right? Fine. Yeah, like Blue Red is certainly going to have that, like where you can play this and I think sacrifice a clue, the turn it comes down without spending mana. That we've seen that there are ways to do that.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I like it's. This is just really hard for me to get excited about because of all of the 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 nothing. It feels like you have to already have assembled your good cards to make this card good. And if you yeah. haven't assembled your good cards, this isn't helping you do anything.
0: Sure, I, yeah, it's probably a C plus. You're you're probably closer to the right grade with a C. I just like this card and probably got carried away with the grade. Okay. Next up, we have Flotsam
1: and Jetsam. This is one and a Simic hybrid for half of the split card, and then the other half is four Demir Demir. Uh, Flotsam is an instant mill three cards, investigate, and Jetsam. Is four Demir Demir Sorcery. Each opponent mills three cards. Then you may cast a spell from each opponent's graveyard without paying its mana cost. If a spell cast this way would be put into a graveyard, exile it instead. I gave this a B. You gave this a C. I I just really like this card. I like both halves of this card. I like that this enables collect evidence for pretty cheap and at instant speed and gives you your card back. And I also really like if I'm licking my chops seeing something sweet over on my opponent's side of the battlefield that I killed, then I could get that too. I
0: have a very important, let me ask you this for this card. Yep. Can you look at this without singing Poor Unfortunate Souls in your head? Yes, I can. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> every time, like it just starts going on a loop. So I've funny. had Little Mermaid since I saw Flotsam and Jetsam, and every time I look at it, just playing on a loop. This is the
1: this is the big nerd I am. Flotsam and Jetsam is a chapter in The Two Towers. Ooh. So that's what I
0: think of. Nice okay it's okay good. yeah i think b seems aggressive to me i can see coming up to a c plus jetsam it's nice that it exists but like 80 percent of the time you're this card is flotsam, flotsam right yeah. like or 90 percent of the time yeah, I, which you're, is you're not probably right this is like a, a c, great
1: card a c plus i'll go
0: sure yeah i would meet in the middle there okay that takes us on to hustle and bustle this is hustle is is it hybrid mana for an instant <laughs> target creature attacks or blocks this turn if able And bustle is four gruel gruel for a sorcery creatures you control get plus two plus two and gain trample until end of turn you may turn a creature you control face up you give us a C minus I give us a C plus I think um, similarly you're almost always casting bustle on this card but bustle is gonna end some games
1: we haven't gotten to argue about an overrun overrun
0: in a long time I know it's been a while
1: it's been a couple years uh, I'm glad that you get to be reminded that this card isn't good anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> you get to turn a creature face up, also, but you won't because you're not playing any disguise creatures. People will.
0: <laughs> I won't.
1: People will. I see.
0: There are a lot. There are a lot of big green dumb cards that are gonna want plus two, plus two, and trample.
1: I am <laughs> way more excited about. Uh, figuring out a way to make Hustle worth a card so that then I have a one mana way to get Collect Evidence 6 enabled, then I am interested in casting Bustle.
0: That's fair, and I think Hustle's a real card too. I think I think Hustle being tacked on to Bustle, like this is a good split card. And I think that ultimately makes this a card that, that decks that want Bustle are interested in. This is definitely a C C+, and a red-green deck.
1: Definitely. Definitely. A C+ definitely. And you I can't argue deck. with the
0: word definitely concede friends
1: <laughs> i have to con- i have to concede uh that takes us on to insidious roots I, t- I told you i thought about this card a lot this week black green for an enchantment creature tokens you control have tap add one mana of any color whenever one or more creature cards leave your graveyard create a zero one green plant creature token then put a plus, plus one counter on each plant you control i gave this a build around c minus you give this a build around b i just have such an issue with Payoffs for collect evidence. When collect evidence is already, you're already having to enable that. And then it is paying you off. It's giving you a bonus when you collect
0: evidence. But you could also. <laughs> B- but wait, there's more. <laughs> right. You could have an O1 plan token too. I mean, build around B is probably a little aggressive here. It's uh, C plus is probably closer again, like where you're, the hard part is probably going to be getting enough collect evidence stuff. And then once you have critical mass of collecting evidence, I like think you're pretty into roots, but then maybe there's a choking point on creature cards. It could be a little tricky to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm gonna have to see someone break this with like not the perfect storm draft before I'm excited about this card. That's fair. I'm probably high on it. Next up, we've got meddling youths. We talked about this last week. It's three red, white for a four five with haste. Whenever you attack with three or more creatures, investigate. I gave this a C. You gave this a B minus. I think I I probably should be C+. Part of what I had an issue with is that I don't think investigate matters on this. Am I wrong about
0: that? i think you are i think okay. this is gonna feel like aomer of the rid of mark when it comes down Ooh. i think you're gonna slam it you're gonna attack with three things you're gonna investigate and your opponent is gonna feel like how can i possibly stabilize from here
1: it's good that's a good comparison all right uh, uh, you sold me I'm, I'm coming up to b minus all right that takes us on to the lands got a couple to chat about here we've got public thoroughfare probably going to be a rehash of our conversation from last week it's land it enters the battlefield tapped when it enters the battlefield sack it unless you tap an untapped artifact or land you control and it taps for any color i gave this a build around b you gave this a c plus i think this is a deck i think this is giving me great halls of the citadel vibes from ltr
0: i don't think you i mean public thoroughfare is good and i was certainly too low on it last week but i think there is other like there's plentiful fixing i don't think this is that unique but that you don't like need to being be wrapped
1: an... up in green that's the thing is like public thoroughfare lets you
0: do it not as a base green deck. Sure. But I think I think you want to be wrapped up in green, like green looks like it's got the tools to stabilize and get you to the late game, which is mm-hmm. ostensibly what this type of deck wants to do. That's why I'm not as high on it as you, because I'm picturing that deck as wanting to be base green anyway. So I don't think this is that unique of an effect then.
1: OK, that's fair. I'm, I'm sticking with public thoroughfare is a deck.
0: Next, we've got Branch of V2 Gazi. We poo-pooed this a little bit last week, and I think there's a little more to this card than we talked about, so I mm-hmm. think it's worth talking about it again. So this is a land at Uncommon, taps for Colorless, has disguised 3, and whenever it's turned face up, add 2 mana of any one color. Until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases. And I, I certainly misunderstood this card last week after you know reading some comments in the Lords of Limited Discord. So the, the,
1: some clarifications, it is mana neutral, right? Because... It flips up, adds the two mana, and then it itself is a land.
0: Yeah, well, and I had said last week it doesn't ramp you. It also definitely ramps you, right? Because you, right. you play it on, on three. three as a disguised thing. And then once you turn it into a land, you are a land ahead, right? Right, right, for the so rest of the it, game. Yes, yeah, so it also does, it, it ramps you and kind of gives you the mana back in some sense, it's it not give, not really it does
1: give you the mana back immediately if you can use it, like if you can turn, use it, yeah. the turn you undisguise it, the turn you flip it up as a land, you will have the two mana floating plus it itself as a land. So it will be mana neutral.
0: Right. So you will essentially have paid three mana to ramp at that point. Correct. Because the turn prior you played it as a skyscraper. That's what I'm saying when it's not like free or whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But there's also a play pattern like the most busted thing you can do with it, I think is flip it face up on your opponent's turn to to chump an an attacker right it it can block get turned into a land will not die because it's a land now and then if you can use that three mana to maybe play an instant of some variety like crack a clue could could be really powerful yeah cracking a clue i think there is a lot going on here i don't know how much better all of that makes the card i still don't anticipate it being land of the year or anything like that but I'm potentially interested, certainly if we think it's an 18 land format. Right. That's what I was 18th just, land.
1: I was just thinking that like this could just be you might just have enough sources where this doesn't feel that bad as a colorless land, especially if it is an 18 land format. Yeah, maybe I just come up to C plus with you. Maybe this Yeah, just there's spin. just
0: a lot going on here. And I think I certainly woefully misunderstood it last week. Yeah.
1: All right. It's time. The gloves are off. But the disagreements will be a plentiful as we get to our (laughs) ranking of top commons and uncommons. We have three and two for each of the categories, and then we'll chat briefly about some multicolor uh, hybrid commons as well. Starting with white in the number one spot, I have novice inspector, single white for one, two and ETBs you investigate. In the number two spot, I have the white removal spell at common makeshift binding two and white for an enchantment when ETBs. Exile target creature and opponent controls until makeshift binding leaves the battlefield. You gain two life. Talk about power creep. And then Inside Source is my number three. It's two and a white for a 1-1 one, one human citizen. When it enters the battlefield, you create a 2-2 two, two white and blue detective creature token. I'm already just sort of jazzed about, yeah, three mana, 1-1 one, one plus a 2-2. Two, two. Talk about, I guess I was going to have to eat my hat a little bit. My, my detective's cap a little bit is that uh, I said there wasn't anything that punishes you for playing a three mana 2-2. Two, two. Well, Inside Source kind of does because... Gives you something to trade off and then leaves behind something. And that something can also do three tap. Target detective you control gets plus two plus oh and gains vigilance until end of turn. Activate only as a sorcery.
0: Yeah, I like those top three. I like all of your cards. White is very deep at common, it seems like. Yep. What are your thoughts on makeshift binding as a removal spell? Like pretty darn good, right? Yeah, it's it's I mean, for limited purposes, it is oblivion ring. That kind
1: of game to life. Gain two life, which is push. That's why I said power creep.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I think like deserves a bit more of a conversation because normally the white enchantment removal, worth hoping not to play or something. I mean, that looks looks really good.
1: You can't like there's a big difference between that and a pacifism variant, right? Because you can't bounce the thing from underneath it. You can't sacrifice it from underneath it, right? This is just it's exiled. You got to deal with makeshift binding if you want your creature back.
0: Right. And there's not like tons of ways running around to blow up artifacts and enchantments like there's there's the black, green, gold uncommon that's really going to punish it. But like, I I really like that card. So my white commons, also in the number one slot, Novice Inspector, my number two different from yours. I have Market Watch Phantom. This is one and a white for a common. It's two, two. Whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, it gains flying until end of turn. That card seems incredibly aggressive to me. And white also seems like it wants to be incredibly aggressive to me. That's why I put it in the number two slot. Mm -hmm. And I I really like your card. That's the one one make a two two as well. And then I've got makeshift binding in the number three slot and could see makeshift binding moving up potentially. I I don't know. White is very strong at common, but looking at the uncommons, white is not as good at uncommon. So it's going to be interesting to see. How big of a a part the uncommons play, because some of the colors just are banger after banger after banger and uncommon and white is not that.
1: Between the two of us, almost every uncommon got a synergy grade. And so you and I already were thinking between the two of us that al- almost all of whites on commons were narrow in a sense of like, well, only going to go in this kind of deck and whether that's just <clears throat> aggressive or defensive or whatever, or detective matters. But yeah, I, I think I felt the same way about whites on commons. I-, I managed to eke out a couple that I like. I really like the first one perimeter enforcer is one in a white for a one one human detective with flying and lifelink. Whenever another detective enters the battlefield under your control and whenever a detective you control is turned face up, Perimeter Enforcer gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Big fan of that card. Then I decided to just give another nod to a cheap threat. Neighborhood Guardian, one and a white 2-2. It's a unicorn. Whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, target creature you control gets plus one, plus one until end of turn.
0: Yeah, I like that card a lot as well. My number one, also Perimeter Enforcer. I think that card is going to be very oppressive when it comes down on turn two. And then I'm shouting out a case here in the number two slot. I've got Case of the Gateway Express, one and a white for an uncommon when it enters the battlefield choose target creature you don't control each creature you control deals one damage to that creature to solve it you attack with three or more creatures this turn and when it's solved creatures you control get plus one plus oh this looks like exactly what white decks want to do to me and as a result i think it's going to be a super high pick and good in almost every white archetype were you trying to decode
1: like what all of the cases were references to so this is like murder on the orient express right that's what this is supposed to be.
0: I was not remotely close you to You were thinking. just thinking, you oh, were just singing like that, Poor Unfortunate um, Souls over yeah, and over. Exactly. Yeah. Just looping on my head. No, Never mind. Not, but I do like that movie. It's pretty good. Great. I haven't read the book, but I enjoyed the movie.
1: Moving on to Blues Commons. In the number one spot, I have Deduce. This is one in a blue for an instant draw a card and investigate. In the number two spot, I have Dramatic Accusation, more the power creep color pie, whatever violations continues. This is two in a blue for an aura. Enchant Creature, when Dramatic Accusation enters the battlefield, tap Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step, and you can pay Blue Blue to shuffle Enchanted Creature into its owner's library. And then in the number three spot, I have Cold Case Cracker. Three and a blue for a 3-3, three, three. Spirit Detective with flying. When it dies, investigate.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly like Deduce and I like Cold Case Cracker. Dramatic Accusation, I'm kind of out on. It seems very expensive to me wow that's surprising to me okay yeah not not in love with dramatic accusation i feel but like
1: dramatic accusation is quite close to i mean again it's so hard to compare cards to uh cards from other sets but it's very close to dreadful apathy remember two in a
0: white enchanted creature can't attack
1: or block and then two in a white exile
0: it like but that was slowest not in a format with escape where like Exiling yeah, but, mattered a lot. Yeah, but Theres wasn't a slow
1: format. Like well, Red White could could beat your face. I I don't know. I I think dramatic accusation is not. I, I think being out on it seems like a take, but that's what we're here for.
0: Okay. Moving on to my blue commons. Number one, crime stopper sprite. This is two and a blue for a two-two as an additional cost to cast it. You can collect evidence six. It's two two flyer. And when an ETBs tap a creature, if you collected the evidence, you stun that creature card's going to be incredible in blue white detectives and that's going to be the best deck in the format those are the takes
1: they, that those are <laughs> definitely takes
0: <laughs> next we've got cold case cracker at number two that's your three three flyer that when it dies you investigate and i'm putting my money where my mouth is on the number three slot i've got out cold three wow. to for instant can't be countered tap up to two target creatures and put a stun counter on each of them investigate that is going to be the curve topping nightmare from Blue White Detectives,
1: it's tough to have two four mana commons in your top three.
0: It is. I agree. Which is why we I misunderstood one of Ethan's top commons, and this, you're not going to hear this. This makes no sense. But I really also like the blue card that is counter a spell unless they pay two and suspect a creature. I almost put that in my top commons. It's tough for me to put that over Cold Case Cracker because Cold Case Cracker is just such. A solid card, yeah. And I do think Out Cold is more powerful than it, but it would not shock me if that Counter Spell, unless it's it's Controller Pace Two, gets in there. Yeah. What do you got going on in the
1: Uncommons?
0: In the Uncommons, there are some goodies. Number one, I've got Fey Flight. This is one in a blue for an Aura at Uncommon with Flash, Enchant Creature. When this enters the battlefield, Enchanted Creature gains Hexproof until end of turn. Enchanted Creature gets plus one plus O oh, and has Flying. And then in the number two slot, I've got Exit Specialist. This is one in a blue for a 2-1 at Uncommon. Can't be blocked by creatures with power 3 or greater. It's got Disguise for one in a blue. And whenever it's turned face up, you return another target creature to its owner's hand.
1: Yeah, I have those same two, just swapped. I have Exit Specialist 1 and fay Flight 2. Fay Flight seems pushed to me. Moving on to Black. My boomer is showing once again as I have murder in the number one spot, (laughs) one black, black, instant, destroy target creature. In the number two spot, I have extract a confession, one in a black sorcery. As an additional cost to cast the spell, you may collect evidence six. Each opponent sacks a creature. If evidence was collected, instead, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures they control. And in the number three spot, this is my take of the day, I think, toxin analysis single black instant Ooh. target creature gains death touch and lifelink until end of turn investigate i love this
0: card so i'd love this card after reading the lord's limited discord or independent of reading the lord's of limited discord i'm too uh wrapped up in my three pro
1: tour discord testing chats to be checking in on the lord's limited takes on spoilers i got my pioneer hats on so yes this is independent why what's the scuttle there
0: the scuttle there is that this is great, better than murder potentially. Yeah.
1: I mean, it just it's Doomblade draw card, Doomblade gain life draw card for one and mana. Gain life draw card
0: and also lose whatever creature you played it on. Who cares? I think toxin it's very analysis is good. It's very efficient. Like are you putting 3 toxin analysis in your deck though? That's what I'm saying. By put saying that's, it's what, the you're, number, that's, that's, that's what, what I'm you're saying. saying. Okay. okay. I think it potentially could
1: be like kind of a deck in a way. Like the way that Staggering Size is also a deck for green aggressive strategies that like there you you pair this with like some derpy creatures or you pair this with some suspected creatures that are two power that then get double blocked, like double blocking creatures that have menace into open black mana is really hard when, the, when you're just like, oh, oh it's wrecked.
0: Yeah. Okay. You're kind of selling me on it now in tandem with suspect. I hadn't put that together. Okay. All right. That's a take. I love it. Sweet. All right. Moving on to the black commons for me. My number one slot is extract a confession. That's the one in a black edict. And if you collected evidence six, they have to sacrifice the greatest power.
1: I don't know what, I don't know what
0: the bigger take is.
1: That is number one or murder being
0: absent from your top three. Listen, my boomer is all covered up friend. (laughs) Humor is locked up. How tight. do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> uh, the number two slot, I've got Unscrupulous Agent. This is one in a black for the 1 1 at common. ETBs, target opponent exiles a card from their hand. Really like that card. And Slice from the Shadows in the number three slot. Black X for an instant, can't be countered. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn. Yeah, wow. That's Murder's probably better than Slice from the Shadows, but that's my take. Okay, I'm into it. <laughs> What's going on with the Uncommons? The uncommons, I've got Leering Onlooker in the number one slot. This is one and a black for a 1-3 flyer. You can pay 2 BB to exile it from your graveyard and create two tapped 1-1 black bat creature tokens with flying. The card is very efficient. Yeah, the card's great. And in the number two slot, I've got my boy Fester Leech. Black for the 1-1 one, one, when it deals combat damage, you mill 2, and you can pay 1 and a black to give it plus 2, plus 2 once each turn.
1: Yeah, no overlap here. My number 1 is Undercity Eliminator, 3 black, black, 3-3. Three, three. When it ETBs, you can sac an artifact or creature when you do exile target creature and opponent controls. And putting my money where my mouth is, Night Drinker Moroyi, 3 and a black Ooh. for the 4-2 Flyer. When it ETBs, you lose 3 life and has Disguise, black, black, as my number 2.
0: I am excited for this <laughs> Twitter poll. Ha! <laughs> I am excited. I mean, I'm Twitter less excited poll. about the Twitter poll and more excited to just see how the card plays out. Oh, winning is way better than playing with magic cards. <laughs> I mean, so I think one of the things, you know, speaking of uncommons and potential differences with play boosters down the road, like so, white really deep at common, right? Mm-hmm. And does the uncommons matter, is a little does less. Does that matter
1: so, now in the well, world of yeah, play boosters? That's what, I'm,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like so, blacks uncommons are banger after banger after banger after banger, which could like significantly boost That's black as a color
1: such a good point because i i had been thinking about that exact thing i was like man black's commons are kind of stinky like beyond the removal spells like i don't like any of black's threats but it's really but has got great
0: creatures at uncommon at it's uncommon got right premium creatures at uncommon and so i guess we and... don't
1: quite know the other thing that we haven't we may talk about this a little later on i, I i'm mostly saying this just to inform you because i associate <laughs> this with you the most is the the fact that there's a common of every color in draft boosters.
0: But that's no longer true, right? That's no longer true in play boosters,
1: right? So you could be like, oh, there's no blue common in the pack. Someone took it, ta-da. That's not going to be the case going into draft as we know it now with play boosters. There will. There's only guaranteed four colors of the five spread a, right. a, across the commons. So that's another thing to like sort of toss into the mix about play boosters. It's, an, it's interesting to see like what the rarity shift is going to do for draft
0: yeah moving on to the red commons in the number one slot i've got galvanized that's the one in a red instant deal three if you've drawn two or more cards it deals five instead that card's incredible number two slot person of interest mm. a little sus here. is so three <laughs> red for a two two common when it etbs you suspect it and create a two two white and blue detective creature token as well that is not Suspected. So I really like that as two bodies for four mana, mm. one of which has Menace. And then in the number three slot, I've got Shock, Red, Instant, deal two damage to any target.
1: I have the two removal spells in the same spots, Galvanize one, Shock three, but I have my Build Around Boy, Gearbane Orangutan, two in red for a 2-2, Ape with Reach. When ETBs, choose one, destroy up to one target artifact, or sack an artifact if you do put two plus one plus one counters on Gearbane Orangutan. I'm all, all in for the Build Around
0: life. With the gear veins that's fair it feels hard for that to be a number two common to me because it's it's one archetype only presumably right it is only a blue red card i don't
1: think that's but my thought is that that's not true like i think there's enough clues running around i think this yeah. is just I, my my take is that this is a deck okay that's fair
0: all right moving on to the red uncommons maybe this is not true anymore <laughs> my, my number one is case of the burning mass or was prior to you talking me off the ledge with it <laughs> yeah so that's the the case that deals three damage to solve it. Three or more sources you control dealt damage. And then when it's solved, you can sack it to exile three. Choose one of them to play this turn. In the number two slot, I've got torch. The witness This says red X for a sorcery deals twice X damage to target creature. If excess damage was dealt to that creature this way, investigate. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and switch those for sure. Yep. Torch is def- definitely better than T-torch case. Torch
1: just seems busted to me. I, i'm obsessed with that card uh i'm also obsessed with cornered crook as my number two red on comments. four and a red for a five four when at etbs you can sack an artifact when you do deals three damage to any target
0: yeah and you had torch as number one i, I, I like your like yeah. two better than mine that's what it should be it should be torch and crook
1: moving on to green i have nervous gardener as my number one one and a green two two with disguise green when it's turned face up search your library for a land card with a basic land type reveal it put it into your hand then shuffle Number two, Loxodon Eavesdropper. Three and a green, three, three when ETBs investigate. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, Loxodon Eavesdropper gets plus one, plus one, and gains Vigilance until end of turn. Also got good types as a detective. And my number three, I have Bite Down on Crime. Three and a green Sorcery. As an additional cost to cast the spell, you can collect Evidence Six. Costs two less to cast if Evidence was collected. Target creature you control gets plus two, plus plus zero Until end of turn, it deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control.
0: Yeah, I, I'm kind of viewing bite down on crime in a new light, like just right now. It's a live, live look into my brain. Wow. I was thinking, I think I was thinking that this was pretty clunky and that it was going to be hard to collect evidence like the collect evidence needing to make this two mana was a downside. I kind of think this might be like bargain on this card. That like, collect, yeah. like the collect evidence might be, might be bargain good on this and that you're going to want to be able to collect evidence to trigger your collect evidence payoffs through the green fights. I also think I you kind
1: of just sold me. I mean, I know you're not in on disguise, but you sold me last week on like, you can just play a disguise creature and like, they're largely not. I mean, yes, there are some ways to get around it, but they're largely not going to be able to mess with your creature if you're reaching out with a award two.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Okay, my Green Commons Nervous Gardener number one. Also, number two, Topiary Panther. This is the four GG six five Trample Basic. This land is a take. I like it though. I, I mean, I don't know. I think Green really looks like it wants to do multicolor good stuff things, like and and go to the late game. And I think Panther is going to be part of that. And then I think. Locks it on. Eavesdropper is my number three. That's the elephant that investigates on ETB. I kind of want to get bite down on crime somewhere in there, though. I don't know what I would kick out. Probably has to be Panther. Probably has to be the Panther. Hot take. It's just it hard to
1: imagine, like because Panther is like I don't know what what is it an eighty twenty ninety ten split card. Like you're yeah. cycling it most of the time. Hard to yeah. imagine that being a high pick. Yeah uh looking at the uncommons i did that like this was after looking at your grade difference even though we kept it in the conversation i do have hard-hitting question number one single green sorcery target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature or planeswalker you don't control and in the number two spot i have green belt radical three and a green for a four four with disguise five gg when it's turned face up put a plus and plus one counter on each creature you control creatures you control gain trample until end of turn
0: I've got the same number one as you, hard-hitting question, the removal spell. And then number two, Glint Weaver. Love it. Seven mana for the 3-3 reach. ETBs, you distribute 3 plus 1 plus 1 counters, then gain life equal to the greatest toughness among creatures you control.
1: And we debated about whether to put in some of the, like, do we want to rank multicolored cards? Do we want to talk about... I do think it's worth talking about the hybrid commons in some sense, like just shouting out what our top ones are, because they're so flexible right because they can go in multiple decks they're going to be some of the best commons in the whole set i think that's what i think too and there's quite a gap like some of like if you look at our grades like some of these we gave like in the b range and then some of them we put in the d range like some of them are just Bangers and some just don't matter in our estimation.
0: Yeah, and the, the bigger issue is some of the ones that don't matter are in the archetypes that want to care about disguising things. That's right, the bigger issue to me. Yeah. I think those archetypes should have gotten some of the better ones.
1: Right. So uh, I've shouted this card out already, but my number one, in and we're going to give our top three multicolor commons. My number one is Dog Walker, red white for a three one with vigilance. It has disguise for Boros Boros, and when it's turned face up, you make two tapped one one white dog creature tokens. My number two is Gadget Technician, two blue-red for a 3-2. When it ETBs, or is turned face-up, make a 1-1 one, one colorless lopter artifact creature token with flying, has disguise for is-it-is-it is it hybrid. And my number three is Fairy Snoop, one blue-black for a 1-4 flyer, has disguise for one Demir Demir, and when it's turned face-up, look at the top two cards of your library, put one into your hand and the other into your graveyard.
0: Yeah, I've got those same three in a slightly different order. I've got Gadget Technician one, that's the blue red, Dog Walker Boros number two, and Fairy Snoop Blue Black number three. Also wanted to shout out Sanguine Savior as like the fourth, I think, really good one. Yes. This is one white black for a two one flying life link with disguise for um, white black white black. And whenever it's turned face up, another target creature you control gains a lifelink until end of turn. This card's awesome card's really good like i could see it being better than some of the others Mm -hmm. it it is in in the same tier as those other those four
1: yes i think are in a a cut above the rest i could i kind of think that like the the is it and the boros ones i would put those as like s tier then demir and Orzov as a tier um but yeah those those top four for sure for me well we've collected the evidence are you ready to are you ready to come to a,
0: a conclusion here ben The conclusion I'm coming to is I'm really excited about Murders at Carlob Manor. I mean, it's just that's new format time. It's hard to not be excited, but I am really looking forward to pre-releasing next Friday. And even more than that, I am looking forward to doing some in-pod testing for you for the PT. I really want to break this format open. Doing, I think it's going to be really cool.
1: I'm doing a couple in pod drafts later tonight with uh, team Sanctum of all. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully the crash course can fuel me with some information, but yeah. And we'll have to figure out what we want to do next week. Like I'll probably have some in pod, probably both of us. Cause you're, you're going to be helping out. We'll have some in pod drafting, maybe playing on redacted site before uh, the cards are available on arena. And then we'll have our pre-release this weekend. And then I don't know. I was thinking maybe we'll do a little uh little twenty-five arena cube takes or something. Um, if we don't feel like we have enough to chat about this format next week. But I am also really excited and I I will say
0: really nervous about
1: playing uh playing this format at uh at the high level.
0: I mean, it's all upside, right? It's all upside. Like you qualified, you're there, it's gonna be a blast. No one's expecting you to do well. <laughs> so if you don't, like not you know what I mean. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You're playing against like the LSVs of the world, like you've been there and done it, like very hard to do well at your first PT, like n- not a knock against you as a magic player. I think you are excellent, but it largely feels like a free roll to me. And maybe I'm just projecting onto you. I would just be over the moon to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I, am t- I, I wish I hope I, that by the time the trip to Chicago rolls around, I have that perspective. But right now, I'm just all all jitters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're going to be great. All right. Good place to wrap us up. Thank you, as always, to Salty Pretzels for our intro and music. Make sure you give it a listen. Thank you so much to Cool Stuff Inc. for sponsoring this podcast. If you're heading over there for
1: any and all purchases, please use checkout code LOL, all caps, to let them know we sent you there, and more importantly, to get 5% off of anything you purchase. And you can find all of our content on our website, lordsoflimited.com. Links to our... Ben, we're going to get a tier list here. Oh, we'll have a tier
0: list for this, oh, for
1: sure. There will be a tier list, and you better believe that uh, the Meroy is going to be... High up there in, in the D
0: range. In the D range.
1: Uh, so you can find our tier list for this set for past sets. You can find our episode backlog. You can find links to our YouTube channel, as well as our respective Twitch streams. All of that available on Lordsoflimited.com.
0: If you've got any feedback about the show or any questions you want to tell us how bad Night Drinker Moro is, shoot us an email at lordsoflimited at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week
1: for another episode of Lords of Limited. Thanks everybody. See you later.